If a man stands up for an ideal, or strikes out against injustice, to defend those who are helpless, he sends forth a ripple of hope that can be an inspiration. These are words we live by, and in all of our travels, we have sought to bring light into the darkness. The world is a cruel place, filled with the evils of war. We've seen it with our own eyes, witnessed it firsthand. And I mention this now because we've been drawn to places like this, with the belief that the word of truth can make a difference. We've scanned the world over, looking for places in need. And the journey ahead is to another conflict. But this is different in many ways. It isn't a genocide, a natural disaster, a religious oppression, but a global conflict that is largely forgotten. It is a war without borders, and its victims fall by the millions. It is the war on drugs. Drug trafficking, drug production is affecting the entire world. Look at Afghanistan, Mexico, Colombia. The drug war is what's driving this. The war on drugs is a losing battle. Most have given up on the war on drugs and wearied from the endless cycle. And this is precisely why we find it so important for our next mission. Because how can a definitive evil not be stood up to? Drug violence is engulfing Mexico and even spilling across the border. This whole war that's uh, occurring in Mexico, and it's very much a real war now. Four-year drug war has killed more than 26,000 people. The bodies of nine decapitated men were found just miles from San Diego. Mexico is overrun in a hotbed of narcotics violence. It is the trafficking king, but not the source of the beginning. Our focus in the months to come will be to travel to the origins of the cocaine trade and see who is fighting the battle. Stateside, we have planned for this journey as much as possible, and our first destination will be Peru, which is the second largest producer of coca in the world. We have a translator who will move with us and help us gain permission to work with the Peruvian anti-narcotics unit called the Denandro. The mission is still the same. Bring the light into the darkness, preach the word of God to those who do not know, and expose evil where it exists. Our hope is through the stories we tell. Someone will say, enough is enough, and strike out at injustice. Because injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere.
Let's see this. Chipper it out. We'll come around again. We arrived in Lima two weeks ago and were met by our translator Joseph. The three of us have been working with the Peruvian Ministry of Defense to gain permissions to move with their anti-narcotics units. But the slow roll of bureaucracy and paperwork is making us wonder if it'll ever come through. We've been in situations like this before and know that persistency is the key. Eric yeah, just waiting to get our final uh, go through on it. It's been like a two week process and uh, we initially tried down in Pacopa and had really good results, but they've been kind of holding our position here in, uh, in Lima. So we're uh, gonna just try to figure that out and finish that process. Joseph. It's been a long process for, uh, for getting the, the permission from the police. What was your initial response with our contact? I think this one is, is gonna be great because I can see that people are responding even though we kind of have some problems and we didn't want to go on with our paperwork, but now we are present and you guys are here now in Lima, so we'll see what happens. One thing everybody keeps telling us, be careful out there, it's dangerous. It's kind of difficult because you don't really know who to trust in, uh, you know, when you're working in this one. We've met a lot, of, a lot of good people, but, you know, when you get out there and you're on your own in those places, you just have to make sure that you know what you're doing, especially in areas like Pucallpa and Tingle Maria and really the front lines of the whole trafficking uh, trade. So there's certain cities and places that we've heard about where over 95% of the population is working somehow in uh, either drug production or drug trafficking. As we waited for our permissions, we decided to be active on our own and set up meetings with various sources. Our contacts were everything from undercover agents to ex-counterterrorism experts. Okay, okay, no filming, no filming. By train, they were professionals, and to meet them, we'd have to travel to their turf. This would be our first look at the underworld of the drug trade. gave us a piece of information that was useful. What's the main way that they traffic the drugs out of the country? Each question we asked led to another question, and slowly everything started to fall into place. After a week of meet and greets and police paperwork, we finally received our permissions to work with an anti-narcotics unit. Tomorrow we'll be heading to the Amazonian town of Pucallpa to hook up with an outfit led by Colonel Mercado. Mercado is said to be a veteran of the drug war and his teams have recently taken down some large seizures. To say the mission ahead is dangerous is an understatement. We're walking into a place where people will kill to keep the flow of drugs going. The U.S. State Department has issued warnings about the areas we'll be heading to citing that recently narcotics traffickers have resorted to violent actions against foreigners. Kidnappings and terrorist ambushes are the norm, but we still want to get in there. 
We want to tell the world how destructive this industry is and show that it needs to be stopped. If we could bring a light to an area as dark as this and make a difference, all the dangers we might face will be worth it. just got in. You see the River Ucali right behind me there, and that's a, a major tributary for the Amazon. So this is basically all the Amazon. It's a very, very uh, active region. You have the river, which is, you know, ferrying a lot of like drug supplies that we've been hearing going into the, uh, the jungles in these labs. So uh, we're right in the midst of it. <laughs> About you know four hours from here is probably one of the you know the biggest epicenters for all of coca production. So there's a lot of uh, seen things and unseen things in the city, and uh, and its life comes from the river. This is you know, the heart of the drug trade and where it goes. And we've come to work with the Denandro. The Denandro are basically like the Peruvian equivalent would, would be uh, the DEA in the States. We're here to work with them. Their whole sole mission is to eradicate uh, the cocaine labs and destroy uh, the production, which means the supplies going into the labs and the actual destruction of the labs in the jungle. Very, very seedy dark underworld uh, that we're kind of treading into. We're on our way to the Tenandro. We're just going into town to tell Comandante Mercado that we're here and that we're ready to go out on the missions with him. There's a big seizure right now? Oh, off the boat. All right, what's up, Will? All right, so we just went to the, uh, the Nandro office, and they actually said there was a uh, bust a couple days ago, and they're waiting down at the port right now, so we're actually going to go down there and see what's going on. We heard that Colonel Mercado was down there, so we'll be able to talk to him. All right, he hang up on me, so I guess he's busy. Oh, I see something. They're right there. They're right there. They're right there. First seizure. We uh, came down just to meet with, uh, with Commandante Mercado, and, uh, and they were doing a seizure down at the port where they captured this tanker or uh, this boat which had uh, smuggling compartments for kerosene, and kerosene is one of the main elements that's involved in, uh, in creating cocaine. Has it been uh, busy recently? I 
camioneta, la camioneta, ve. And they cut them all with a chemical compound. It is a Pachitea River near the Wanoku border, and it has a lot of cocaine fields in there. Ahí el insumo químico que lo tiene es cristalizado. So this was a really big seizure today. It had like over 2,000 rounds of cartridges. It had uh, kerosene, gasoline under floorboards, which they were smuggling. And then also had all of these propane tanks. And what uh, Colonel Mercado just said to us is he said that this, this boat was like a ticking time bomb. You can imagine, you know, propane, kerosene, and ammunition all on a boat. And now they're, uh, they're bringing back the stuff right now as we're, as we're talking, you can see it coming in the door. And are the coke labs mostly, are they around this area? Y los laboratorios de cocaine están alrededor de esta área. No, están por estos, por this area. Claro, todo bueno, todo bueno, bueno. All along here. Todo está And Tingo Maria is like over here, yes? Tingo Maria, that's right. And does that place have the most? Like Tingo Maria tiene más actividad. Una zona ya declarada en zona de producción de hoja de coca. It was an uh, area declaring production of coca leaf. That's right. So they block right here at this border area. Yeah. Can he freely move into this area? So we've hooked up with Colonel Mercado and his Denandra unit and he's welcomed us to move freely with his teams. And what's gonna happen over the weeks to come is that they're gonna try and find out where these smuggled chemicals that they caught today, where they were headed to. Now obviously, they're all meant for certain drug labs, so in the end, that's where it'll lead us. But now we just have to find out where their actual location is. You know, we really don't know where this is headed, but in the next few weeks, as we're working with the Denandro, hopefully we'll be able to find out the location of these drug labs. in and we're on the tip of the spear. It's amazing how fast you can adapt to a situation and learn the ins and outs of an operation. Mercado and his teams are hunting hard to find out where these drugs are coming from. They're looking for intel that will lead them back to the production labs. One way they get this information is by doing river patrols. Today they told us they're going out looking for smugglers and we'll be tagging along. I wonder what we'll find.
creativity. I mean, from what we've seen on the uh, the Denandro is, uh, I mean, there's always something going on. They're always plying the rivers, they're always checking boats, they're always making sure everything's good. And this is uh, just a routine uh, check, but they always are impounding uh, boats, things like that. So it's a lot of activity that goes on in the river here. Come on. Sometimes some of the things that you might see, whether it's a tractor or whether it's lumber and stuff like that, is kind of used as payoffs for materials for cocaine or for actual uh, shipment of cocaine. So uh, it's, there's a whole like kind of uh, network uh, that goes on and uh, they really have to check every lead kind of what they do is if there's a, a boat number that you know isn't quite right or you know they, they check all that out or if there's a container or if they get a tip before that says you know look out for this type of container or look out for this logs or whatever they kind of uh, you know know what it is but from everything we've been hearing they've been getting a lot more information about what they have to go after All right, so it looks like we're getting another call on a boat further down the river, and we're on our way right now. This is a, this is a freighter going north. Yeah, it's good. It's a pop-up, probably. just boarded a boat here and uh, right now this is kind of like a passenger ferry and also a cargo ship but you see everybody was packed in upstairs and what they're doing is they're going through and they're doing checks and they're going through with small little pokers and they're trying to poke in to see if they can poke through to any uh, drugs or any other contraband uh, on the ship itself. Fish. Pescado. Pescado. It's kind of tough because they're a little bit handicapped I and mean, you see all of this boat completely stacked out here on the top but they can't get to like the center areas and if anybody's smart in the smuggling process they'd obviously put it in a very difficult area to reach. From what we heard actually there was a massive seizure in Lima just a couple of weeks ago. There's a huge container. It's like one of the biggest cocaine finds of all time. So there's a lot out here. It's a very suspicious one, I think. Right now they're going like bag by bag. Confiscating it, or is that his? Not really. No, arma ilegal. No está con con las municiones. He's getting arrested? He is like momentarily arrested until he's proved that uh, he's only being used for hunting or for some other purposes. They have to investigate first. They caught a guy carrying a shotgun and took him back to check out if his weapon was legal. That's the thing about the patrols. You don't know who's good or bad unless you catch them red-handed. We can tell Mercado really wants to get us in there to tell this story, because tomorrow he's got us traveling to a roadblock near a narcotic zone. Most of the team members are getting restless because they want to hit the labs, but they can't take those down until they know where they're at. So they run patrols like the roadblock we're going to do tomorrow and hope they can catch someone trafficking who will flip and give up the source location. It's all quite a process that takes diligence and patience. But we feel the same way as the Denandro team. We want to find these labs also. 
outskirts of uh, Pukulpa, and you can kind of tell things are tightening up a bit, and this is kind of a standard procedure of what they're doing. They're checking out all uh, cars coming in and out of Pukulpa. Basically, this road that runs from here in Pukulpa all the way to Aguatia and uh, Tingo Maria is very, very hot for uh, running uh, drugs and cocaine. And Tingo Maria is like over here. Sí. Does that place have the most? Sí. Yeah. That's right. So they block right here at this border area. Yeah, they block it. Uh, okay. Basically, like what they're looking for is the actual, like, the brew paste or the, uh, the packaged cocaine. And do they usually catch stuff every time they uh, they, they set up? Yeah. They usually get something every time. What is it? What is it, butter? It's cheese. Cheese? Yeah. So these are cheese packets. Yeah. It looks dodgy though. Queso. Just yesterday, they caught a vehicle that had over 28 uh, kilos of uh, brood paste, and uh, it was in the front page of the newspaper. They bring the basic paste into like Pucalpa, and then they kind of distribute it from there. Or they can process it. They, is that where they do yeah, the processing? Yeah, the final process. Yeah. Really? In secret places, in the house. And then they put it on the river, and then yep. it's gone. Just like that. Just like that. Most of it goes, goes to Colombia. Gosh, this is a wicked storm that's about to come through here. <laughs> it is. have come through and halted all operations for a few days now. That's all right because it's given us time to take stock on what we've seen so far. We came here because we wanted to go to the source of this industry and make a difference. We wanted to expose this trade for what it is. Well, looks like our wish has been granted because Colonel Mocano just called and said a walk-in informant and had just given him the location of three cocaine labs. He said that he and his team were now planning an operation to assault these labs based on that intel, and that we should be ready to move out with his unit any time within the next 48 hours. There was also a rumor that Shining Path terrorists ran protection for the drug dealers in the area that we were headed, and that they wouldn't give up an inch without a fight. All I can say is, we're in it now, and the dangers are real. It's kind of hard to imagine what is uh, is coming up. I mean, we're sitting here and. Now we're just kind of uh, like waiting in the rain almost, you know. We, we don't know what to really expect. I have no, I have no idea what 
you know, what we're about to walk into, what we're uh, about to, you know, be. I mean, we could be burning cold labs, you know, at any point, in, you know, in the next two days. And it's really, um, it's definitely, um, you know, you just wonder. You, you're not, you're expecting anything, really. Um, I thought, like, since being here, like, when we came in, I thought the most interesting, like, things that I'd ever do, it was how active, the, like, the cocaine trade is down here. And had no idea, like, I knew there was, but I never knew it, you know, at such a high level. It's like you always hear Columbia, you hear, you know, and they always take the, the headlines of it all. And then also like the whole like um, like terrorism as well. They had no idea like stuff like that went on. So what do you think the drug dealers are gonna do when we uh, when we get into their territory? To be honest with you, they're gonna fight back. They're gonna fight back. I'm very sure because you always fight back for what you work so hard for. So they're gonna fight back. They always do. If you would like to receive a DVD of the episodes you've just seen, please go to TravelTheRoad.com or call 1-866-EXPLORE. Our mission at Travel the Road is to preach the gospel to all creation and encourage the church to be active in the Great Commission. The episodes we produce are with the sole aim to make an internal difference and to inspire a new generation for missions. To find out more about the ministry of Travel the Road or to order from our catalog of DVDs, please visit us at TravelTheRoad.com and together we can make a difference.